Okay, okay, here we go. Okay. So it's week. Like, what does Austin say at the beginning? And we're say- back! <laughs> All right, everybody, week two is in the books, and uh, we got a very special episode for everybody. We are, I was going to say live, but I guess we always record it live, but we're all here in Seattle, and we have uh, Ashley from uh, The Shitty Sources. We got Jana from (laughs) Rusty Narwhals, and Ryan of the... uh, (laughs) Think that I don't know what a narwhal sounds like. <laughs> right, it wasn't sound for the bubble server. impressions. <laughs> <laughs> That's appropriate on multiple levels. <laughs> As anyone who's been listening to the podcast for a long time knows, uh, when Ashley's on, we do not need a soundboard. She is the <laughs> the the live sound effects from the police academy guy. That's her. Wee <laughs> wee. So we're all here in uh, Seattle. We're excited to, uh, you know, we didn't get to watch last weekend's football, um, and it doesn't seem like we'll get to watch this weekend's football together either, but at least we'll be uh, a lot closer than we normally are. Uh, How's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling about the season so far? Great, kind of. No, not really. I'm 2-0, but, you know. How are the 2-0-2 teams on the other side of the table feeling? Salty. It sucks to lose every week when you have a really good score still and you just continually play the top score of the league it does suck yeah you know i haven't added the uh i haven't added in the scores from last week to our you know all-time leaderboards i know we've had a couple scores over 200 i didn't see 208 points though um it'll definitely fit into you know somewhere in the top spots but yeah you know no win though uh, absolutely brutal are you kind of holding on because you know this means that your team's doing well you're I just getting so. bad matchups yeah, I think I've been in lo- unlucky in the fact that I've played the highest scores of the week mm-hmm. thus far. Um, I still have hope for my team. They're still looking strong. Oh, two's not bad. Yeah, Justin the, came back from an own. The start. only the only problem I have when I'm in a position like yours is I kind of feel like each each of your players has like maybe like a couple silver bullets for the season, you know. And Derrick Henry, 45 points, but you know you take the L. Um, you know, you think Derrick Henry's got a couple more games like that in him, or yeah, right. he's a beast. I love the belief. It was a very nice bounce back from uh, your uh, the Titans, really, week one. Yeah, they just had to get some things. I'll, I'll never, I think we already brought it up in last week's pod, but I'll never forget you being like, I'm all in on the Titans. To, I'm all in on the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ashley, you got A.J. Brown, who's been kind of underperforming. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about the Titans? Mm. All my team is underperforming. All your team is underperforming. <laughs> Ashley with the Except for Kelsey. <laughs> 155 points. Bobby Wagner disrespect with 30 points. Maybe the yes. IDP steal of the draft. That's true. Um, yeah, you know, not, you know, Kelsey doing great. But yeah, overall, you think your team's underperforming? You think uh, you need to make some moves or? I don't know. Maybe. I think some moves need to be made. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about it. <laughs> Jana offered me a trade, and I'm a little bit worried about it expanding my bench potential, but taking my score down for the week considerably. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, there was a lot of discussion on the the chat this week about bench points and stuff. It's fun to look at, um, you know, but a big bench or a nice bench, uh, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily turn into uh, future wins. So Yeah, but I can't handle another injury, and I already have one, two, three, and there was another one, four. <laughs> I think uh, Daryl Henderson was uh, maybe the one of the most the more interesting draft picks that you made. Mm-hmm. Not held by Mega Shark ends up for going what twenty something twenty six dollars in the draft. Um, actually, looking you know pretty decent. You know maybe not a, an RB one like some of the other guys we looked mm-hmm. at. Um, but hurt this week. Are you a little bit worried that um, this you know it's kind of his job to lose, and now Sony Michelle's maybe taking over. I was a Sony Michelle truther for a very long time. So you're excited to be right about Sony Michelle <laughs> rather than have your guy do well. Um, no idea. What? Wait, which? Did they announce his injury during the thing? It's a rib issue. Oh, it was ribs. I remember. He might, he might still play. Sorry, this might I had a, a thousand injuries on my team. I don't remember which one was an MCL in the middle of the game or which one was. It'll be a pain management problem. Yes. Rip so, Jarvis Landry. Yes. Who has Sony Michelle? Maybe you need to go make a Mega, Sony Michelle. Mega Shark has been starting Sony Michelle. Oh, uh, Oh, and two... Uh, or sorry, two and zero Mega Shark. Well, now he's playing Jana, and it sounds like it might be Sony Michelle's time to shine. Perfect time for Mega Shark to. <laughs> Can't wait for you to get the top score get, of the league. Get that three and zero. Okay, and uh, another zero and two team sitting right in front of me for everybody who's not watching the stream live is the Butthole Surfers. Two-time champ, looking a little down this season. I, you're doing pretty well in points, but, you know, the, the lineup on paper might look a little confusing or upsetting. How are you feeling about your team so far this season? I'm feeling optimistic. Uh, it's a long season, and I feel like I've got plenty of time to right the ship. You know, obviously I would have liked to have had at least one win under my belt at this point, but... Uh, I think the team is somewhat performing how I wanted it to when I drafted it. I obviously have a lot of work to do, but I think I think it'll get there. So after week one, I think we had a lot of questions when the podcast came out um, about what your plan was during the draft. And Are we you still finally willing to divulge your draft day strategy <laughs> so to the league? My plan is to score more points than the rest of you guys. Yeah, but did you have a plan or did something not work out? No, this is pretty much my plan. So like, it was just like a mid-range pickup people who I don't know might what, have dropped out. I don't know what part of mid-range you think Devontae Adams just, and... And Hopkins are, and Amari Cooper. Like those are some some stud muffins. I got Surfers are sitting number three in points. Odell Beckham three points ahead of I drafted a normal team. Odell <laughs> Beckham on a fresh ACL that's just ready to just. That's true. Just kick it into high I'm not gear. saying you did horrible or anything. I was just it just didn't seem like a Ryan team that you were drafting. It's not a Ryan team, but. You know, sometimes you gotta zig instead did, of zag. What did you say, Janet? We were all gonna see a, a brand new butthole this season. A brand new butthole. <laughs> this Bleached is and ready to. Are you taking more <laughs> advice from Jana this season or less? Uh, yeah, I always take advice from Jana. Yeah. I mean, she. Maybe is... she stopped giving it this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the issue. <laughs> Sexually deprived butthole surfers. <laughs> oh, I oh. meant giving advice. Oh, okay. I'm not giving advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the cat. Jan is not giving. 
wrapping it up. And there's an update on the sex life of the number two and number three point leaders in our league. Both both 0 and 2. We're both losing. Maybe it's time to mix things up. Just just try that sex thing. I mean, you guys have three kids, so everybody can do the math here. They're going to have sex for a fourth time if things continue to go not well. All right, we got a special treat here for the pod. Um, We, Ashley, not we, Ashley went to the store, picked us up some Mountain Dew. Uh, voodoo <laughs> mystery flavor 2021. I feel like the, the guy who does like the, the Popeyes. Uh, I saw it on the, the TV. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fast food reviews here. Um, we're going to post a picture uh, on the website so everybody can see what we're talking about. We have uh, four champagne glasses filled with the mystery flavor. And no. we're going to go ahead and take a drink of this right here. Oh. Everybody's. Nope.com. If you're not watching the live feed, here we go. Yeah. Gonna, That's already said nope. <laughs> I guess it's not I good. I mean, the We're getting scent to, profile is very fruit punch to mm, me. Some Hawaiian punch notes I'm getting. Oh, it tastes like a it tastes oh. like a melted white cherry Slurpee. Sick. This is right up Jana's alley. This is so fucking gross. Most disgusting flavors. For yeah, me. it's not good for you. It tastes warm and flat are my biggest complaints. Because <laughs> we poured it an hour Because <laughs> it's, it's a fully decanted, though. <laughs> It tastes like, does it not taste like melted shoes? I think it's white cherry. I'm going to tell you what it tastes like. It tastes like the mystery flavor airhead. No, it doesn't. The mystery flavor airhead is delicious, and I was expecting it to taste like that. This doesn't. This is good. This tastes like Mountain Dew. On the Google machine. Oh, Jan is cheating. Okay, so I looked it up, and the first thing I see is it's yet to be revealed. (laughs) So we may never know. We could be the first people. But then I see this. It's official. It's yet to be revealed or it's official? <laughs> and now that I've read it, wait, oh no, never mind. It's not official. This is just people's guesses. <laughs> I'm on a site called reddit.com and it looks like <laughs> the internet sleuths are at it okay, again. Okay, so someone thought it might be blue raspberry cotton candy. No. It has, no, no. so it's not, but it has like a cotton candy aftertaste no. that you taste afterwards. I, but I, feel no like I taste that. No blue raspberry, though. I think they're getting it confused with white cherry icy from AMC Theater. It does taste like white cherry icy. It's definitely cherry. I get some fruit punch vibes. You're going back for a second. No, I'm smelling it. (laughs) Stop smelling it so much. If there's two things I hate in this world, it's fruit punch and cherry flavor. Uh, yeah, so that was our uh, Mountain Dew thing. Uh, let's just go around the table here. Would you drink a full can of it, Ashley? Yes, I love it. Jana? I think it's the grossest thing I've ever put in my mouth. Ryan? With alcohol, but I'll drink it. In oh, alcohol. with alcohol would be good. If if I wanted a Mountain Dew, I think this, this is a, a, a good Mountain Dew. Flavor. I like it better than normal Mountain Dew. It would also be better if it was cold. Yeah, it was It'd be cold. Much until better if it was not cold and flat. Decanting Mountain Dew is not where it's at. No. <laughs> Decanting. All right. That was our intro. We are going to go ahead and jump over to the uh, mailbag. You know, I think we actually have some uh, some hotline. Oh, this, this week hotline. as well. That we'll dig into. Um, while I pull in, pull up that, I will try to simultaneously read these in the mailbag, which I've closed for some reason. Um, we don't have a lot here. Maybe it's because half the people who listen to the podcast are on the podcast this week. Um, we got two here. Uh, first of all, how does it feel to be 2-0? and um, I mean, let's just start with the narwhals. Oh, um, no. I wish I could feel that feeling. <laughs> I wish I knew. <laughs> uh, I will say that it feels great to be 
two and out. I enjoy it, but I'm not getting my hopes up. I don't think I'm gonna stay. There. Like your team is peaked. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Ashley's done for wins for the season. It, it's tough. It's tough, and we see this a lot of seasons. You do want to be, you know, you want to be better at the end of the season than the yeah. beginning. It's nice getting those wins. Or the you know the way that the the schedules worked out. You know, maybe the wins aren't as important, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, the next one we got here. Oh, so long Strange. one. Justin, you mentioned your fantasy <laughs> computer team matchup rankings versus ESPN have predicted different results. And it seems like your fantasy prognostication machine is more efficient. Wow. What the fuck? Can you expand on your wizard ways? Pretty please. You said the computer likes some teams running backs, but not their wide receivers in a specific matchup. Okay, this goes on. If possible, we'd like to see here more of this type of individual team matchup analysis in the future on the podcast. Great start to the season. Please support this podcast by donations directly to Bono's Fantasy. This is how we're able to provide you with these weekful, <laughs> weekly recaps. Wow. Um, thank you for the, uh, the the plug there. That was uh, the, the writer, not me. Um, yeah, a lot of questions about the, kind of the predictions. Um, ESPN does it purely based on the player predictions. Uh, mine does a mix of player uh, projections uh, 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 as well as like the, the regular team projections. So it doesn't make a lot of sense from like a statistical perspective because, you know, if you completely change your lineup, then your team would do completely different. We see that with injuries and stuff. Um, but it kind of makes wah, sense. Wah, this is Snoozeville. <laughs> this is the boring segment. Look at this writer. We would like to see here more of this type of, of analysis. Um, we could do the matchup of the week is definitely a part where we kind of phone it in on the pod. We could definitely do more. There's everyone at the table is laughing so hard right now. You know who doesn't laugh at me? Austin. Austin, I hope you hear this. Come back and you can support me as a co-host like the people at this table are not right now. Uh, but, you know, uh, reader, listener, I hear you. We'll have even more in-depth analytical Good thing I don't approaches. Listen. Ashley admitting that she does not listen to the podcast. That's all we have for the uh, mailbag. I wish we had more questions for our co-hosts here, but, you know, what are we going to do? We have two mailbags here. Let me go ahead and make sure I get this cranked up. You guys are going to get a little sneak peek about, you know, the blending of technology on the show <laughs> and how we do things here. Uh, which is me turning my <laughs> me turning my phone to max volume while I hold it up to the microphone. Let's listen to our first mailbag here. What? What was that? <laughs> I think it, it sounded Chucky. like it said Jalen Waddles. Did Jalen Waddles do something of note this weekend? <laughs> Uh, thanks, caller. Really, really appreciate that. What are you doing? Throw the ball. A lot of manic callers into the hotline this week. If you're, uh, you that know, sounded like Mr. Banana Grabber. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Yeah, sure. 
Ashley and Justin are staring at each other like this is an inside joke. Is there some explanation here? Or? So my recommendation for people is to definitely call in while you're watching football on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Banana Grabber is both a character from Arrested Development and something that Ashley said while we were watching Adventure Time about a character called Banana Grab. Or sorry. No, Lemon so Grab. Up. Lemon Grab, not Banana Grab. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for uh, everybody who called in and left. That was, that was a cool. insightful call. That was a real fucking mess. All right, we're going to jump over it. to some other subjects we have for our co-hosts here. So something I was really interested about, um, my draft strategy this season was to come in, and this worked really well for me a couple years ago, so I decided to go back to fuck value, fuck everything else. I just want to draft the guys that I like watching play that I think are going to do well, that I like rooting for. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to go around the table and find out the um, you know who's the player that you drafted that you like fully believed in uh maybe they got hurt maybe hasn't panned out but when you went into the draft you're like this is my guy i want him you know maybe they're still on your team uh let's just go ahead and start with ryan here uh who's your guy my guy still hasn't played yet this year but it's uh odell beckham jr i have high hopes that i think when he gets into the lineup he's gonna kind of turn my team around and uh that's yeah that's about it i'm holding out for odell yeah, it is. You know, you you mentioned your your stack wide receivers earlier. It is insane to think that um, you know could be become even more robust if he gets it together. Uh, my only question for you: Are you thinking about dealing one of those wide receivers at some point for maybe a, a top shelf uh, running back? Not really. I don't think so. Unless you know, I'm, everyone's always available for trade. So if the right deal comes across, then. I'm always willing to entertain it, but I really do like having, or the idea of having this kind of core of hopefully super solid wide receivers. And I will just kind of piece together my running backs as the weeks go go by. All right, let's jump over to uh, Jana here. Who's your guy this season? I had never really drafted a higher end running back. So I went all in on Derrick Henry. And the week one was a little scary for that. <laughs> but... Week two showed me what that peak could be, and I felt good about it. <laughs> uh, one of his plays didn't get enough uh, like replay in the, the clips and stuff, but you saw him when he just is signature move is to just grab a dude by the head like you're like a bully on the playground and just kind of shove them to the fucking That's side. The best. And he's such a big guy, but still so fast and like agile and just. I like linebackers or big dudes. You know, some yeah. of the biggest dudes on the, and he just, you know, just no, you're not going to tackle me. See you later. Yeah. Uh, once, once he gets gone. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's super fun to watch. And also just, you know, every year is the end of Derrick Henry, you know? Yeah. And yeah, not, not happening this year. So jump over to Ashley. Who's, uh, who's your guy this year? Um, mine was going to be Rondell Moore. You know, <laughs> Rondell Moore is my guy. Wait, why didn't you draft him? <laughs> Had to have. Uh, I, I tried to, and then Justin wanted to pay a million dollars for him. Oh, I think he went for four or five. Is that is that a million dollars? One dollars if you're really find him. A million plus one for the guy that you really got to go all out for. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's just pick someone not questionable at the moment. <laughs> I mean, they could be hurt. Think, I guess. Know. I guess Henderson is probably. Uh, Henderson definitely dude. seems like a guy you went out and got because you wanted to. Because yeah. I think most of the the. Well, I mean, what did you guys have him valued at? Like he was five, like supposed to be like seven dollars or something. I think. Yeah. But you went out. Maybe and got it him. was like eleven. I think it was low, and then what? Cam Akers went out, and then he kind of jumped up a bit. Yeah. But 
He's questionable. Maybe Chenault. He's not injured right now. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he was, but yeah. like oh, like he's not. He can not anymore. <laughs> this so you believe in everyone that's not injured on your team? <laughs> yeah. Because is it because you have to believe? What about Bobby Wagner? He's doing good things. Once for again, you. throwing shade yeah, on Bobby I'm sorry. I did, okay, sorry. I know. I'm like the biggest IDP hater, <laughs> proponent. So I should be picking an IDP player. Now that you're the twelfth man, do you have a closer connection? Is that what you had to have, <laughs> Bobby Wagner, it, on your team? Is, yeah, I have that. You know, I'm here. You have Bobby I'm Wagner. I have Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're out here. You know, we're we're supporting the who team does in ways Austin that have? we're supporting the team in ways that people who live across the country could never. Yeah, he's got um, Alex Collins. I mean, he's got he's the backup got, running back. He's got Chris Carson. Oh, and the starting running back. <laughs> he has the back. Oh wait, in the start. If you're handcuffing Alex Collins all alone, then you you probably need a lot to do a lot of work on your team. I can feel the Bobby Wagner spirit he's when I go outside too so oh so now he's a homer he's like i guess a true fan <laughs> much more than me and ashley much which is more definitely true so uh let's talk about some of the big se- uh, changes coming into the season uh one of which we added uh the extra idp rosters we'll talk about that a little bit even though there's been a lot of idp discussion uh the big one though the uh the divisions um, so first off, you know, having three divisions and then second of all, we got to draft our divisions. Um, I'll just, you know, jump off this right off the bat. I did a terrible job drafting my division. I agree. Um, I have <laughs> the, let's just, uh, sort by points here. I have the number one, the number two, the number five and the number seven, uh, teams in points. Whereas if I go ahead and look at, um, ocean of tears over here, Austin's division, um, you know, he's got the the bunnies down at, you know, number, what is that, number eight. He's down at number 12, you know. Uh, Jim's down at number 10, not doing great. And, uh, you know, Ryan, your division also, or no, you are in Austin's division. I really fucked up this segment. <laughs> uh, th- what I'm trying to say is the other divisions aren't as robust as my division. Ryan, how are you feeling about your division two weeks into the season? And how are you feeling about three divisions? I like the three divisions. I think it was a good uh, adjustment that we made to make up for the extra game. And, uh, yeah, I, the extra division just adds more competition. adds more, you know, rivalry. Like, the divisions are fun. So anytime you can kind of add more to that makes it more enjoyable. I love it. As far as how I feel about our division, um, I still think it's a little early to tell. Uh so I'm not sure how it's going to shake out exactly. Like, hopefully I can find myself climbing up to the top of that division here in the next couple of weeks. But we'll see. Uh, yeah. And Jana, you know, you're sitting 0 and 2 and, you know, uh, you know, we're talking about, you know, maybe wins don't mean a lot. But when you're in the division like this, it's definitely going to mean a lot more with two teams that are 2 and 0 in our division right now. <clears throat> you know, is this more of a challenge for you or does this just mean that, you you know, you are the number two points leader? Does that mean you can just kind of take a hold and, you know, no, it's easier for you to knock those teams down and kind of reclaim a top spot in the division? I hope so. I hope it's been a fluke to this point and I hope that my team can start maybe getting those wins be it uh, yeah, I mean, in going my up against... own division or going against the other people's divisions where there's the lesser point scoring teams. But yeah, the, the worst teams. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I don't get as many wins against the people I have to play twice, which is not ideal, but... Yeah, it's still really early on in the the season, and so it is, you know, kind of tilting when you say, oh, well, who am I going to play this week? You know, you haven't looked at your schedule a lot. You're not super familiar with your division, and, like, for me, I have to play the Nimblonians this week, which looks like a pretty tough matchup. Um, So, yeah, just trying to kind of to navigate that. Ashley, 2-0. 
sitting above the uh, you know the Bastion of Thunder, uh, Martin's division. You know he he thought he was drafting the worst teams. <clears throat> Looks like he drafted some of the bad teams. But yeah, you're sitting above Adams, Shenanahads, mm-hmm. TGIF. Um, you know each of these teams is kind of you know struggling in different ways. Are you pretty stoked to be in such a weak division? Are you thinking you can stay on top? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> She's going to kick your ass, Bastion of Thunder. I mean, yeah, maybe. Did you know that you were in the Bastion of Thunder (laughs) division? Honestly, am I supposed to understand what these names mean? Yeah, what do they mean? Oh, right. You don't listen to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I did listen to the podcast and I still don't know what they mean. They're just locations in the hit MMORPG EverQuest. Oh, my God. Seriously? Live this for the first time. <laughs> <Live> reaction on <laughs> the week two pod. My division is Sleeper's Tomb. Martin's division is Bastion of Thunder. Austin's team is Ocean of Tears. You guys are embarrassing. Yeah, but um, it's in no, our but league. The whole thing is kind of embarrassing to start with. <laughs> I I feel good about being in the league, but or in this division. I'm the, glad you like being in the league. <laughs> but also, like... 12 years in, Ashley enjoys being in the league. Um, the Adams... I What is my win percentage against the Adams? Because I don't think it's good. I think oh, Martin historical. beats me a lot. I wish I had that in front of me. Yeah. Martin beats me a lot. So I get worried about being mm. with him. And are those, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, whether statistics matter or not. Is that something that matters historically? I mean, Austin beats me every single time we go to the bubble. So there's definitely something That's to true. it. true. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you believe in math, luck or fate. <laughs> that is an interesting point, too. Like the sharp uh, managers going forward would try to not draft people managers to their team or to their division that they know they have bad records against. Yeah. That's smart. I don't know what I was thinking when I drafted my division. <laughs> looks like a fucking nightmare. Uh, yeah, so divisions looks like a big hit. I think everybody's uh, pretty happy with it. Let's jump over to a more, uh, you know, maybe controversial topic, not amongst this group, but, um, <laughs> you know, everybody has different feelings about IDP, what it adds to the league. Uh, but three extra positions, um, it's definitely changed the depth. Uh, for me, I don't think it's the increased depth I've noticed as much. It still seems like the, the waiver wire is pretty robust. Um, but the dedicated slots I've been a big fan of so far. So having to start a defensive end, I think it's been fun seeing, you know, who everybody's starting and the defensive back as well. I think most of us are going with safeties. Um, but, you know, a lot more decision-making that can go into those spots and trying to find those those cool matchups. Ashley, you're a big, uh, you know, proponent of adding the extra spots. I think you wanted to go all the way up to uh, eight or nine. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling with the, the, the six-man IDP slots? I think it's a good, good, you know. It's good. You heard it's it from good. Ashley. It's a good, what's the word I'm looking for? Excellent. No, Fun. like a happy medium. Versus mm. like the eight. Versus the eight, yeah. You know, people are already complaining. We don't want to give them something else to complain about if there were eight. Um, yeah, how about you, Jenna? Is the uh, the the positions has that been like a, a, a more of a challenge to kind of find the right guys for those positions, or the depth has anything uh, been different, or is it just more guys on your team? Yeah, I mean, I always have thought IDP is fun. I enjoy like cheering for those players; mm-hmm. they're fun to watch. Um, I think I've always said I wish I had a bench spot or two extra to keep some backups because there's so many IDP guys I wish I could just have on my bench and see how they play out. I thought you were going to say it's nice having a backup on your bench for when it's Sunday (laughs) and your guys declare it out. I would like that. You know, it's always nice to have like a plan B. 
but I think it's fun. I think there's still, yeah, like you said, still a lot of people on the wire that would be playable options. I think so too. Um, you just have to be a little risky and see what happens. Ryan, maybe the biggest uh, proponent of uh, IDP. I mean, you guys have heard me beating the drum anytime I can. I love, the more IDP, the better. Like, I I love that we expanded on it. I wish that we would have expanded more on it because, you know, like Ashley and and Jana were just saying. It's good. It's good. (laughs) It is good. (laughs) The fact that there's more options still on the waiver wire is why the reason I think we needed to expand it more because the, the... like if you go to like the defensive or the um, the the defensive line position, like there's still a handful of guys that you could just pull off any other week, and yeah, they might not have a good week for you. They might just be fine this week, but the next week they might blow up. Like all those guys should be rostered, I think, or we should get it to a point where most of those guys are rostered, so you're not playing so much the crapshoot, and it kind of uh, it kind of levels the playing field a little bit more, or it rewards the person risky people one. that are willing to like make the plays and makes you it forces you to uh say you know give up something to get something else like if you want to say i want to score more in this position then i need to give up something else and it just kind of makes you play the game more but where we're at now I, like i love the fact that we're, we're moving forward in it and i think it's a lot of fun i love watching idps play during the game like that's one of my favorite things to watch is watching your defensive players like like it's a physical game you know like you don't want your offensive players to get hurt but you love watching your defensive players just you know truck the shit out of someone and you're just like i got points for that hell yeah that's fun yeah i think one of the best moments for me and i when it, when it happened i was like this i feel like this should have happened more you know so far but week one tj watt uh did a strip sack on josh allen and you know so austin loses points for the fumble i get points for the forced fumble and the sack and i was like this is the greatest like thing that can happen to you in fantasy like those um, swing matchups or yeah that, that's what makes it fun like yeah it sucks when it happens to you but at the other hand it's just fun in general to see those like those that those are what makes our, our league unique like you don't see that in vanilla fantasy you know agree definitely well put ryan like i said it's good it's good uh, it's definitely been fun um i think the positional part will hopefully uh be a little bit more interesting to me defensive end is still i think i think that might be like the most important idp position because there's a uh, a real big drop off from you know the top like maybe six guys to the the next tier whereas uh, the safeties and linebackers are still pretty replaceable um we'll see how it pans out you know when the season's over if those guys who invested in um top defensive ends if that if that pans out or not but um yeah i've, I've been a big fan it's been real fun uh to me those sacks are like a big play that were uh, kind of a fringy part of it before and they're a lot bigger part of it now and it's been uh, really fun all right, we had a, um, it says Bobble rematch in my notes here, but that's not correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't, this has definitely never been a Bobble, but we have the uh, matchup of the week from last week, the Shenanahads versus the Shitty Sauruses. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was pretty close. I think for a while, um, I believe it was closed out on Sunday night. I remember Kelsey um, just, you know, we, we this is a, a off-pod conversation. We are having a conversation about how people think Gronk is washed up, but Kelsey's not. Um, they're almost the same age and watching kelsey kind of you know trounce down the field i mean he looks exactly like gronk he's moving in (laughs) slow motion and yet nobody can stop him um it's not like derrick henry at all you're like somebody should just be able to grab that guy and stop him (laughs) um but a big long touchdown kind of sealed the deal for you ashley uh how are you feeling going into this matchup and were you worried during the day or are you feeling pretty pretty solid about it throughout 
I was pretty worried injury wise, and then Saquon obviously was doing what he's been doing. Yeah, I mean, starting the starting week, with yeah, with eight points eight on points, Thursday. I mean, that's, yeah. that's not good, right? That wasn't great. Um, so I got a little bit nervous because Jim did pretty well the first week, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, so I was a little bit nervous going into it, but um, and then also when the morning game started and I barely had any points, he was beating me like all day until later. <laughs> So I was nervous. But, you know, we got the win. Like I said, I'm not very, you know, I'm not, don't have a lot of uh, hope for this season, but we will see. <laughs> yeah, ended up being pretty close. Um, Jarvis Landry getting hurt, you know, that was obviously a big thing. Uh, you, It seems like you kind of been shuffling quarterbacks around. Uh, 10 points out of Joe Burrow, um, you know, we, again, another off air conversation, but just talking about QB scoring is just out of control this season. Yeah, in this matchup, we have Joe Burrow with 10 points, Dak Prescott with eight. You know, this is certainly like that's going to hurt your score right off the top. Um, are you still, you know, gonna shuffling around with quarterback? You can, you know, try to ride one of these stick. guys out. I think I'm gonna stick it out with Joe with the mole man, and then wait for Lawrence to get his footing. We'll see though. His footing, like he's gonna become a rushing quarterback and just get to the Kyler Murray level. He does yeah. have long legs. I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping for that they change their entire tactic and the way that they're running the team over there. So switching over and looking at Jim's team a little bit here, I think some of us thought that Jim had maybe one of the better uh, IDP, uh, you know, collections. I don't think he spent up a lot on these guys, um, but pretty efficient spending Mm -hmm. uh, for some of the name value on these guys. You know, Eric Kendricks, Tremaine Edmonds, Miles Garrett, Jeremy Chin. Uh, You know, these are some really well-known dudes, um, but really let him down this week. Uh, Ryan, I was wondering if you have any sense of uh, do you think (laughs) Shenanahad's IDP is kind of letting him down right now? Or do you think that this is a group that's going to get it get it together? Um, let me pull up Shenanigans real quick. Oh, it's for sure. Hard. These guys are, they're going to ba- bounce back. Like, these are some solid names. It's not not just solid names. Like, these are solid young guys that have shown they can produce. It's week two. Like, you know, it's sometimes, sometimes just like with, like, running backs, same as with a linebacker. Like, sometimes you can just get game scripted out. Like, sometimes... The shit just doesn't go your right way, and you don't get in, end up getting enough plays in the game. You don't get enough run plays, whatever, chances to make tackles. So mm-hmm. that's all kind of the same way for defensive players as it is for offensive players. It just happens. I think I think they've just kind of had some bad beats, and they will definitely uh, turn it around. These are all former shitty sources down here. Maybe they were just doing me some favors <laughs> for old Sabotaging the yeah. Wow, what a move. <laughs> Do not start Ashley's <laughs> IDP players against her in the next season because they will let you down. They will fuck you up. All right. I do need to talk about something. It's going to oh, make me look stupid. Wow. All right. Um, Justin told me that Terry McLaurin has been in the league for like three years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No idea. Attracts. You just heard of him? Ashley said that's not an NFL player. This is the conversation player. that we had. Terry McLaurin? <laughs> yes. Ashley, can you... He scored all these points against me, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Jim has this no-name dude going off against me. Do you know what his nickname is? I wish Austin's the king of nicknames. He's not even on the show this week. Scary Terry. No, it's not. Oh, it is. I must have blocked him out from PTSD. Oh, man. Jim, oh, Jim kind of had like a, you know, a, a, a monster draft to that first season with uh, DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. I mean, those are some maybe 
uh, not as uh, heralded uh, sleeper picks. I know, but, yeah, I know who DK Metcalf is. I once went in a CVS an hour after him here in Washington. Wow. <laughs> the cashier told me. I have a history of this, though, because I also went into a Target an hour after Beyonce. <laughs> Ashley, she's everywhere celebrities are. One an hour, hour later. later. <laughs> Did you smell him? Did you walk yeah. It in? I was all, there She's was like, there's some powerful auras in the CVS right now. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to jump over to everybody's favorite segment, power rankings. What do you guys want to do? You guys oh want to start? Gosh. You guys want to start from the top? Power rankings yet? No, but we need to show Ryan and Jana that we drove right by the practice stadium today. <laughs> is this relevant for the podcast? Yeah, but I didn't point it out to Jan. I saw a sign that said "Home of the Seahawks. Yeah, that's their practice. But thing. like, I feel like everyone has a sign that says "No, that's home the, of that's the, the actual. That's like their training facility, oh, okay. and there's constantly football players turning in, and they're like fucking McLarens. Should we should we drive in there and yeah. see how how long it had been since DK since DK Metcalf? Since I have that, sense. we should knock on the door and tell them we have a podcast. Maybe they'll let us in. <laughs> Katie and podcasters. Uh, Katie and uh, what's her face get Seahawks on their podcast. Katie and what's her face? <laughs> you know the chick with the. I know. know I know who you're talking. About. What's her name? Katie. No. What's the Katie other too. girl's name? Doesn't matter. Ashley's trying to hijack this podcast, Sorry. but I will not let her. <laughs> Would you guys like to start at the top or the bottom? I like to start at the bottom. I'm uh, your guest. All That's right. what she said. There we go. I agree. <laughs> I'm so glad that we decided to start from the bottom because the champ, Dread Metal Puma Skull, is coming in at number 12. 0-2, last in points, frustrated and lashing out at an IDP system that had nothing to do with his loss. Guys, how are we feeling about the Puma Skulls? I mean, there's obviously some hurt in that heart, and... He's over it. Uh, I, I agree. You know, he talks about the pillar, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen as bills, but the problem with a pillar was when a pillar crumbles, the whole building falls. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have been to Buffalo. Is investing in that city just the wrong attitude? I they, mean, they the have approach. a signature dish called the garbage plate. We're that same spot. That's where I was going to. So, I mean, if you're going to like have one claim to fame, I don't it's know if that makes garbage. it better or worse. <laughs> it was delicious, but it nobody was. else liked it. When, so. when your pillars are made of garbage, you know they're going to crumble. But Austin decided to keep the garbage plate it may, have, uh, it may have been him uh, you know austin uh, i think he was toting his own keepers uh and you know uh, some of uh, some of us might have thought they were pretty good as well but you know jonathan taylor a big part of that team uh letting him down too just not getting that run how was he stuffed like four or five times at the goal line like, he, at least? i think he's leading the league in goal line attempts so if you got points for goal line attempts he would be killing it but <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> He hasn't capitalized on those. We get to add that scoring category. We call that the Ryan Matthews (laughs) (laughs) statistic. Yeah, so uh, I always get torn with stuff like that. Like, does that mean that, you know, these will eventually start falling into the end zone? Or, you know, is there some, like, O-line issues that's just not allowing him to capitalize on those opportunities? I don't know. I didn't actually watch any of the attempts. I just 
saw that as a point to rip on Austin's team. Yeah, I mean, kind of up and down, you know, just a lot of underperformers. Uh, you know, the Denver running backs, I was ripping on Austin a lot for because, you, you know, they're both kind of underperforming, doing the same thing. They're splitting time, which kind of means neither of them is startable. And then uh, something I, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about yet, but George Kittle, you know, where you drafted him, you know, kind of like a massive letdown. You know, you really spend up, especially in our league where we had Kelsey and then, you know, the whole next tier of guys, a lot of them were kept, you know, Mark Andrews and uh, Waller and stuff like that. So you go out and get Kittle as the next best thing and, you know, 13 points on the season, like that's just not cutting it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they've got, you know, a lot of work to do. I know Austin's frustrated. I doubt he ends up here. But um, Ashley, are you thinking the Puma Skulls, is this kind of knocking them out to uh, to get that the extra championship or you think he's going uh, to be talking about this? I think they'll finish this? middle of the pack. He shouldn't get his hopes up to get to the championship, but he's going to stay in line. He's not going to suffer down here. Austin does have the best uh, winning percentage of any team in bonus history. Very really, he, he never, never has any down for. He never has. <laughs> he never has any down seasons. Austin, uh, I, it, in my opinion, I think that means that he doesn't take enough risks. But um, you know, it does get you. Uh, you know, looks nice, and you get to brag about it on the podcast. All right, let's move up to the number 11 spot here. No disrespect for the number three team in points, the Butthole Surfers. People are confounded by your lineup, the 0-2 record. They don't care about the, the points. People hate it. Ryan's reveling in the hatred right now. Bring the hate. I love it. It fuels me. That's all I got. Ryan, we've heard, uh, you know, your take on the, the butthole surfers. Jana, what do you think about the surfers? Are they going to write the ship like you are? Kind of get those those W's? Or you think his draft strategy was just too off the rails this year? I mean, I think it was risky. But I also, also think that Ryan is aggressive on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. And eventually he's going to get a hit. And I think that he will probably turn his ship at some point. Fair. Not just aggressive on the waiver wire. That's too much. <laughs> wow. Here comes child number four. Wait. <laughs> Ashley does not understand how podcasts work at all. She's giving up a sound bite. <laughs> and who's this for? It's Ryan. Oh. Did we pause? <laughs> No, we're just going oh. right through it. I heard it got all, you know, way too loud. I heard it got way too many edits to make for me to worry about this segment. Probably just going to sound like static. All right, we're going to keep working our way up here. We have at number 10, Mega Shark, moving two spots up. Uh, uh, you know, we had Ryan's disrespect for being number three in points. Mega Shark is 2-0 and and, you know, not, you know, maybe not killing it, but seventh in points. Uh, moves from 12 to 10. Um, I don't know. How are we feeling about Mega Shark here? They kind of disrespected down here, or you think maybe the 2 0 record's not representative of their team? This is going to be their week. They're playing me. Yeah, uh, Sony Michelle, breakouts. too. You know, that might be the big uh, weak point in their lineup. And it looks like they, you know, depending on uh, Henderson's status, he may have scored a, a good running back here. A really, really good core here. You know, I, I think I mentioned this before. Reminds me a little bit of Ryan's team. Uh, you know, Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, you know, Brandon Cooks. It's kind of like the. Oh, the old man! <laughs> Oh, Ashley's about Tyree Kill. 10 seconds from getting kicked off the podcast. 
a very, very strong wide receiver group. Uh, Leonard Fournette and Sony Michelle uh, running back, who he's been starting each week, looking real rough. Uh, but, you know, when you got Patrick Mahomes on your team, that allows for a lot more leeway. And he's been getting, you know, not a lot, but getting it done with uh, with IDP. Uh, Patrick Mahomes here. Well, I didn't realize that Patrick Mahomes was here in the studio. All right, coming in at number nine, we have TGIF, who moved uh, down one spot. Um, Eric seems like he's, you know, having a little bit of trouble getting things going this season. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on Eric? You know, maybe always does well, you know, not necessarily getting all the way to the end very often. This is kind of a, a not great start. Also not doing well on points. Uh, yet another, can this person write the ship here? Um, I mean, Eric's a strong manager. Yeah, like you said, he always does well. Uh, he's had some bad beats with uh, Zeke not really scoring like I'm sure he was drafted to score. Um and a couple of his other guys kind of fallen short, but those guys are definitely probably going to pick turn things around. He's got Mike Williams, who looks awesome. Uh, I'm sure he's probably stoked about him. He's got some good some good bright spots on that roster. I think he's going to get things turned around. Yeah, this kind of feels like a like a preseason. You know, you would have ranked this team in like the top three. You know, I mean, James <laughs> Robinson, great keeper. Um, you know, Zeke, Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, Mike Williams, uh, Adam Thielen, just real strong core. Uh, but we're seeing a lot of these guys underperform. And then, uh, you know, Jack to a tight end is uh, looking a little bit like a black hole. But Jalen Hurts, though, uh, running back, you know, ranked number six right now. Um, you know, which may not seem crazy, but for, you know, essentially a, a free quarterback looking pretty good. Um, Jana, what are your thoughts on TGIF? I mean, I think on paper they look good. I think he's had some tight end woes. He's streamed some people every week to see if it hits, and he hasn't got there yet. But no one likes tight no end No one likes woes. that place. Mm-hmm. Having to stream a tight end every week is not. That's what you have to Eric do. Eric is going Kelsey. to do not do well at tight end again, and then he's going to petition to get the wide receiver tight end <laughs> position moved because that, <laughs> that's why he can't draft Travis Kelsey and do well at tight end. <laughs> Eric, I hear you. I see you. You should just spend up and get a good tight end, dude. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. I would like to say that I hope Mike Williams does really well this week. He's why why watch. is that? I can't think of a single reason why you'd root for Mike Williams. He's pretty cool. Is he in your work league? Yeah, he, I have him uh, in my work leagues. Interesting. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, next on the list, we have the Boomers who have moved up from 11 to 8th. Um, you know, having, I think, a nice game <laughs> this week as I slowly pull up their page, as even I'm surprised. Spoiler alert, they had a nice game. Yeah, you know, Andrew, uh, earlier in the day, it became one of those things where I was pretty confident I was going to win. And it became one of those things like, am I going to have the high score? Um, uh, You know, my opponent ended up, you know, even uh, beating the Boomers. But Andrew was projected for, I think, somewhere in like 220 points. Um, Real, real nice game. I'm surprised to see him rank so low. I know some of his guys are questionable right now. But, you know, Eckler, Cook, real, real strong running back core. Um, Some, you know, okay wide receivers to round it out. Um, Ashley, what is your sense of the one and one boomers with their almost 200 point performance this week? I mean, everyone can get a 200 point game, but I hope you can keep it up. I everyone, think if I deserves... were more strongly willed, I'd be pulling it up <laughs> to see if Ashley has ever had a 200 point. Well, in my defense, we didn't have six IDP slots historically. But everybody can do it, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. 
No, it's great. And I hope he continues to do great. This is the season of goodwill from the shitty sources, I've decided. That has a bold face lie. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Ashley is rooting for... Everyone. everyone. <laughs> I hope everyone does well. Ashley's greatest score of all time, 192 points. Almost 200. Eight points. That's short. Back in 2018, I will give some credit, as well as an 180 performance in 2015. Mm-hmm. I'm in the top a couple times. Much but now that we have this new IDP thing. You're All of our top yet. scores are going to be this pushed out. This fangled IDP is ruining all our scores. Uh, yeah, so Boomer's a real, real strong performance. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these teams we've been talking about, if they can just solve one or two positions, um, I think they'll do a good job keeping it up. So we are going to jump over to number seven, where we have the Shenanahads, who moved down a spot after taking the uh, the L. To uh, shitty sources, Ryan, uh, Najee Harris, man. I don't know if you were, I guess not, because you're doing the zero RB thing. But the Steelers, and we were talking about the Steelers wide receivers earlier. Najee Harris, so it's looking like the Steelers are just kind of like a like a dumpster fire <laughs> overall. <laughs> Do you have any sense of how this is going to go? You think uh, if Harris can bounce back, that'll kind of bring the rest of his team back? Or how, how are you feeling about the Shenanahads? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's one of those teams that has a great defense and they've got some issues on offense. They had them last year and it looks like they haven't really figured them out this year. So a lot of games, they just won't need it much offense. Their defense will get it done for them. Uh, on the other hand, Najee Harris has been getting like you know all of the workload you want to see your one of your running backs getting but he just isn't getting the other stuff to get him to get him the points that you want him to see him get so hopefully with the volume there he's comes through with the points but you just yeah you just got to hope that that offense kind of gets things figured out a little bit well and now that Roethlisberger might be a little bit injured you think maybe he's not gonna throw it so much so maybe he'll get more of the workload you think it'd be better for I him be if better. Roethlisberger was yes. maybe even out? I yeah, I or think gone. they're not going to try and throw it as much. Or gone, or if he fell off a cliff, that'd be cool. I mean, Would that be the best for Najee Harris? Are you stumping for Mason Rudolph to get put in? Which problematic Steelers quarterback do you prefer? <laughs> What's worse, a rapist <laughs> or a racist? Wow, I mean, <laughs> the lesser. You have people. to decide, Jen. That's the hard hitting questions here. Uh, I'm not talking about outside of football <laughs> issues. I'm talking about a pec injury. What about throw them in the garbage? Garbage time with Jana. Yeah. Yeah. Who's worse in garbage time? I mean, I love Miles Garrett, so Mason Rudolph. Is the worst. Can suck it. Yeah. yeah. Have fun with the trash pandas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and keep on moving up here. We have a Ashley favorite, the Adams, moving up from 10th to 6th. Ooh. Ashley, what about the Adams this season? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Um, Martin looks okay, honestly. Martin looks okay. What do you think of his team? This is one of his better teams. Yeah, he's been making a lot of trades. Has, so you I think know. those trades and are making even, his team better. Yes, I think so. Yeah, I, I once spent pickup. two hours on the phone trying to console people after Martin made a trade because everyone was going to quit the lead league oh because God. the trade was so bad. I forgot about that. Oh, how the time flies. <laughs> you know who doesn't forget about it? <laughs> you. The person who has to fix it all. Wait, what was the trade? Rob Gronkowski. 
It was the masses could not handle it. Um, it was, uh, was some it? IDP player. Oh, it was my, it was, yeah. Yes, it was God when you. It. Did you make the trade? Yeah, it, it was, was when Khalil you. Khalil Mack and Khalil someone else. It was Khalil Mack. For, um, I think it was Melvin Gordon and this is wow. sounding very someone familiar. else. And then Ryan won the whole league. Was that one of the years that I won? I no, so. I don't think I did win that year. I don't think so because really? every trade that has ever happened in our league has proved to be like totally I would, I would love Melvin Gordon more if he had helped me win. take me to a championship. And I don't know if you noticed, but I've never had Melvin Gordon on one of my teams again. So. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That's true. Um... I think it's cool that Martin is like, trading a lot, and he even said, like, I'm up for trade. Send him to me. Do you so think it's fair that Martin has the most, uh, all of us at the table, I think, <laughs> can agree in some aspect to this. He has the most handsome NFL player in all existence in Fred Warner. I have already asked if you would yes. trade Fred Warner. Should Fred Warner just be, like, on, on some kind of undraftable list? Yes. Like, you can't even have him on your team? Because he's, like so he's hot. too handsome? He's super hot. But it's too distracting. Does that all get canceled out by him having Joe Schobert on his team? <laughs> That's true. Because that dude ain't handsome at all. I, I, I guess it is easy and like, to And if we're going there, things. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> no. Is he as, uh, is Joe Schobert as ugly as uh, what's his? I'm going to pay for unvaccinated people to come to uh, my Cole house. Beasley? Cole Beasley. Oh, God, Beasley that is disgusting. <laughs> No frontiers. You see, he has no tooth now. Yeah, did did that's play, new. Did he play I some hockey so. in the off season? I think his health is just deteriorating. <laughs> he probably has he doesn't a, believe in medical science. Yes. Why go to a dentist? Why go to a dentist? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. This is topical. Let's get back to football. (laughs) Um, Ashley, speaking of the trade, uh, so, you know, you obviously offload, uh, you know, one of the best scores of the draft, I think, Gronk. Yeah. Um, Do you kind of wish you were starting two tight ends right now? We've only seen it a couple times. (laughs) And it was from me. In the past. I, I started two tight ends a couple. I had yeah. two pretty good ones. I have two. Um, I mean, honestly, with the way all my team has been scoring, I mean, it would have looked nice to have two tight ends. Uh, Janet, you are a big uh, Joe Burrow lover. We're, yes. we're probably jumping ahead here. You know, has <laughs> Ashley invested too much in the Bengals? Yeah, I think that she might have bit off more than she can chew. <laughs> Um, I do love Joe Burrow, and I think he has a lot of potential, but there's just something not clicking on that team. No, I think that Joe's going to find Jamar. That was me last year. I had all the faith. I have a fun hypothetical. Uh, so we can all agree that Gronk looks like he's like the real deal, right? In, in this your, season? In your trade, do you think you would have possibly been better off keeping Gronk and sending off whatever. I mean, you could have named your price for Kelsey, right? Yeah. That would have been a little more risky, but it also could have possibly paid off higher off in, or in the end. That's true. Did you make a huge mistake? This is where I wish I had like, maybe a reporter have, Maybe. I know. I think I think it was a good trade. But it it's was only like, two games in, and needs. I've seen Gronk do really well and then really tank as well. Not this season. We'll see. It's only two games. <laughs> Are you rooting against Gronk so no. you can win the trade? I told you I'm rooting for Do everyone. Do you hate the Buccaneers? <laughs> yes. 
All right, let's go ahead and move over to number five. Down two spots, even oh, with the win. Uh, pretty, maybe an unimpressive win. The Fluffy Bunnies uh, kind of eking it out over the Puma Skulls. You know, they finished 140 to 134. I kind of made a joke that, you know, at some point they were projected to each score like 112, which in our current scoring environment, really, really bad. Um, looking at Brett's team now, a lot of, you know, a couple questionable tags. Um, this Elijah Mitchell thing, uh, to me is just interesting because, uh, Ryan, I think you were a big part of that San Francisco running back carousel at some point. Um, I think a lot of us have been, you have Trey Sermon. I noticed you didn't go in on Mitchell. Like I know some other sermon people do. Um, are you just kind of, you know, sermon or bust now? Or are you kind of staying away from this? Uh, I kind of was like, I was, I was heavily invested in sermon. So it was kind of a, more of a gambling move than anything else. It was kind of like, I'm already, uh, I, I, I need this guy to pay off if I'm going to do well. I don't want to invest in anymore or anything else into it. So that was kind of why I stayed away from Mitchell. Um, sucks that he ended up getting hurt, but it, I mean, he still ended up, may end up playing. We'll see. We'll see. Like, we'll see what that backfield looks like in a couple of weeks. It looks like it's pretty fluid at this point. Yeah. So looking at the bunnies here, you know, they're two and O, uh, just like mega shark, uh, but they have less points than mega shark by, I don't know, like maybe 0.2 points. But you know, the big thing I'm noticing mega shark ranked down to number 10 bunnies way up at five. I don't know if, you know, is Brett considered one of the, the savvier managers in the league? Um, Jana, what are you thinking? You know, which team would you take right now? Would you rather have mega shark bunnies? Is there one you're feeling better about? I feel like I have more confidence in Brett's running back situation, which, mm-hmm. and like, I feel at that point, the wide receivers could go off or not. I have more confidence in his team. I mean, look at his bench. His running back. He has two wide receivers that scored over 20 points. Yeah. So which is like he has a lot of selection lot that of I think could make say. a stronger team. But Brett historically makes the wrong lineup decision a lot says the i also I have faith in everyone this season horrible. no what, but i'm just saying would you simply just make the right lineup <laughs> no decisions? we can't make the right decisions we never know what's gonna happen but, but his he gets unlucky solid and yeah, he has a no. lot of choices in wide receiver whereas matt has no running backs and then but my point separate from who we're talking about is that is it better to have a bunch of good choices or no? Because then you have to choose between them and you make the wrong choice every week, which I hate doing. How long do you think it'll I'd be? I'd like to pick from a lot of good things <laughs> than pick from a handful of garbage. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> How long do you think it'll be until Ronald Jones cracks his starting lineup? Week five? Week Maybe. Six? I mean, Ever? Probably, probably never. never. I think Ronald With Jones is droppable. I mean, Brett loves Ronald Jones. Do they have the same bye week? <laughs> That's a good question. It, it is one of those teams where, you know, if you look at it on paper, I mean, if you just start with CMC um, and then Camara, who, you know, has maybe been a little bit underperforming. He'll come back. He'll get around that. Um, I don't think he underperformed I mean, week pretty, one. Oh, he scored like 19 points. So it, was, it was good. He has 21 points in the season. So. Two. Yeah, he sucked on week two. Yeah. Is that neck tattoo new? Um, Brett's? I got a net ta- neck tattoo. <laughs> no, Alvin Can't Kamara's. wait to see it. Over to here first. <laughs> Brett and the neck tattoo. All right, moving over. We have our number four team uh, seated to my left right here. Shitty Soros is moving down a position. No! Even Wah-wah. with the win. Coming in at number four. Uh, fourth in points. 
Looking pretty good. I think a lot of us, Ashley, are looking at the roster, though, yeah. you know, maybe feeling <laughs> like it's 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 underperforming in the sense that some of your guys aren't doing what they should, but overperforming in the sense of, you know, maybe if you see a lineup that has, you know, uh, Jamar Chase and Chanel and, um, you know, some of these other guys that you're starting, Barkley, who's been underperforming, you know, so I guess it just it looks a lot more questionable than some of the other lineups that we've seen. Um, how are you feeling about your team? Are you feeling pretty confident or some of these injuries kind of shaking that up? The injuries are shaking me. But I do have easy lineup decisions. <laughs> I mean, that's, like that's I was that's just complaining about. <laughs> you have a whole empty bench spot. I know. I actually have two. Jenny, you also have two empty bench spots. I have things going down. I have things oh, going Jenna down, Oh, Jenna has too. things going down. But, Ashley, you need to get your shit together. I also together. have things going down. I mean, I just found out about Antonio Brown today. <laughs> and Will Fuller is supposed to be active, so... Yeah, but if he's not active, it doesn't matter. Make sure that you know before so that you don't have to pick up someone from the- Monday night football. <laughs> Make sure you have a spare wide receiver on your bench. On your you bench. Slot in in case. Your starting lineup, you. Just in case. Just for the reminder. All right. We have spent a lot of time already talking about Ashley's team, so <laughs> keep moving through the list here. Yeah. Um, going from last week's number one darling down to number three, we have the Nablonians. Ryan, what is your sense of this team so far this season? They, you know, big week one performance came a little bit down to earth. I, you know, I don't know what the average points is going to be for this season. So 146, it seems fine to me. Uh, they, you know, they, they take the L by 20 points to Mega Shark. Doesn't seem like a lot. But yeah, where, where's your sense of where this team's at? Uh, yeah, I th- this team, I think I mentioned the preseason, had some of the strongest keepers going into the draft. And with that that keeper core, this team is just a powerhouse, like just top to bottom stacked, just looking built to build to just just make points on offense, on defense. She's got a little bit of a little bit of moving around to do, but there's plenty of options. There's plenty of good information out there that's free on the Internet that I'm sure she could probably find or is already tuned into. She's just working things out like this team is scary. This team's going to. Is gonna probably crack two hundred or more. Are you a Ceh believer? Uh, You're not. Hit me with a tough question. I did. I'm not really a Ceh believer. <laughs> no. But that's okay. Like, like I would love to have Ceh on my. <laughs> but so it just depends on what you want out of your running backs, you know. But like, I don't think he's as good as a lot of the hype as as. Uh, has built him up to be, but that doesn't mean he can't still produce and, and serve a role in uh, fantasy. Uh, Jana, as our resident uh, Raiders fan, mm-hmm. Darren Waller, 19 targets uh, week one, seven targets week two. Do you think that there's a chance that Waller finishes as the number one tight end? I do. Like, Derek Carr and Darren Waller are just... They're best friends, spirits. right? Everyone yeah. named Darren is friends. Do you think Darren from Porky's could show up? Probably. And they'd be like, come on in to the game, like, man. We, we feel this. Um, yeah, he's amazing. He's getting all the looks. He's going to get all the, the points for the Raiders because the rest of the team's looking questionable. <laughs> it really is pretty wild when they show, like, the, uh, or at least in these last two games, and they'll show the replays of, like, there's, you know, rugs or uh, Edwards are just, like, wide open and other parts of the field, and he's just like, nope, I'm, I'm throwing it there. Well, I don't care if he's got two guys on him. 
Jordan's a Darren Waller. That guy loves him. Oh, yeah. I love him. Absolutely. I'll trade you Lucinda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep moving our way up the list here. We only have two teams left. Coming in at number two, the second uh, points leader in our league, but 0-2, the Rusty Narwhals. I guess people still believe. I mean, they got you up there at number two despite the, the two losses. Ryan... You know, almost, uh, you know, same record and, you know, only a little bit less points, but he's all the way down at the bottom. I guess people are <laughs> way bigger believers in the Rusty Narwhals here. Uh, you know, I guess a, a more well-rounded roster. It's a little bit easier to look at. A lot of us are Cordell Patterson fans, so that's probably why you got uh, a big boost in the ratings here. Uh, maybe not big fans of Tom Brady, who is getting it done right now. We had a conversation about Brady earlier. He's now the number three ranked quarterback on the season. Um, how are you feeling? Feeling. I mean, it, we talked a little bit. You think the winds are going to start to fall in, but you're pretty happy with your roster right now. Yeah, I feel confident in the people I have. I am not in like an Ashley situation where I'm riddled with injuries and like <laughs> cues. I feel like my roster is solid and they all have the opportunity to do well. It just hasn't happened for me yet. Play people who score less points. Yeah. So we've we've been uh, like kind of grilling people with the more like interesting, I guess, lineups. I think yours looks a little bit more well-rounded, but I was uh, wondering if you could kind of tell us maybe if you had like what kind of like draft strategy you had coming into the season, if it changed at all, if there's anything you're looking to do. Yeah. I mean, with my keepers, I didn't want to have to um, stress about streaming tight ends because I've had to do that pretty much every year. Mm -hmm. So um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I kept Mark Andrews. (laughs) And then I had two pretty solid wide receivers in Chase Claypool and Antonio Brown that I got at a pretty good deal. So I said, I'm going to go hard on a good, solid running back. That I never did before. I always kind of had those middle-of-the-road guys. And then I got it and went ham on some other wide receivers. So I am still kind of tilt to, like, the wide receiver-heavy lineup, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I think it works out. I feel the most confident of any team I've ever had this year. And that's why I think it's so frustrating that I haven't yeah. gotten a win yet. It doesn't matter, dude. Justin went 0-4 that year he won. Ryan went... Didn't you go like own four the year you won one of the years? Uh, I don't think that was the year I won. I mean, I ended up making the playoffs. Yeah, you still didn't. made the playoffs. You're good. Yeah, we still got a lot, a lot of season. Uh, one more week, even. So yeah, I mean, I I think your your lineup looks pretty well rounded. It's awesome seeing Derrick Henry kick ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julio Jones, you know, nice bounce back week. And he's owed a touchdown. So. Absolutely, uh, Chase Claypool. You know, another off maybe they'll uh, give it to him conversation. Next week, uh, then you could get the points that you would have got this week. But oh, still they'll lose. like double it. They'll, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, the Pittsburgh wide receivers will Chase Claypool finish as the number one Pittsburgh wide receiver? It's not looking good, <laughs> and he, I'm open to trade offers for Chase Claypool if anyone's looking. Chase Claypool is going to lead the league in wide receiver or in uh, receptions because of the one? bet that his dad made. Someone made a like a ten thousand dollar bet or something on. <laughs> this is something I saw on Twitter on that Chase Claypool will lead the league in receptions, and Chase Claypool commented, "Dad, was that you?" 
<laughs> I ha- you know I haven't been tracking the Steelers as well as some of the other teams. Is he still getting like a lot of the the non receiving touches? Like is he getting like those gadget plays and stuff? He's getting those long ball crazy oh, lobs down just, the just just deep threat. Right. So it's hit or miss. It's like you're gonna either get a gigantic play out of him and get great points, or it's not gonna hit, and then he's gonna yeah. Not that, do I, I hate it when they transition players like that because uh, you know I think there's a, a lot of other people in the league who feel the same, but like those gadget players, man, those are the ones that get me like really excited because they get so many different touches manufactured touches and stuff like that they can just rip off a play on any touch so yeah to see him just used as a, as a deep threat is pretty on the other side of the coin though you talk about them transitioning players uh dj moore ha- is now being used like last year i had him last year and he was being used as more of like a deep threat guy and this year they've kind of switched um roles with him with Robbie Anderson and so he's getting a lot of the the closer to the line of scrimmage plays and it's working out really well for him because that's kind of what he's he's really good at so you got DJ Moore who's just killing it for you there yeah. did you say I got all the gadgets Robbie Anderson <laughs> Robbie Anderson alright well let's jump over here uh, the number one team moving from fourth to first uh, Giant Octopus with uh, uh, you know History setting 241 points. Yeah, cool, whatever. Okay, but thanks for coming down for the pop. <laughs> it's um, it's a great point total. You know, I, I, t- I made a comment to Ashley while we were watching the games and stuff. It, I, the thing that I kind of like about it, some of the, the, the points were kind of like buoyed by IDP uh, this week. But, you know, I just had a really great, uh, you know, offensive performance, which makes me think it could have hung with some of the, the great history historical uh, scores that we've had. But yeah, I mean, I mentioned a little bit this year for the draft. I kind of went after the players that I wanted rather than worrying about value or stuff like that. Just kind of grabbing the guys I like. Also, I had some some nice keepers thanks to uh, Austin. And uh, yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty good about my, my team this year. Ashley, what is a reason I have to not be optimistic? Um, just historical your, your bad Your team's luck. bad, so... <laughs> Historical bad luck that Giant Octopus has had. But so you I'm think really, this is a juju issue? Like, I need to cleanse the juju, is what I'm hearing. I think that some people if might have a little voodoo doll juju. of you that they're doing. Yeah, I have a lot of other bad juju people at this uh, table telling me that, you know, they've got bad juju. I don't. But I, I don't think they've lost uh, three bobles to another team. I love that you did so well and i think you deserve it okay that's a weird pivot no i'm serious because i love when you the year that you're talking about you're saying like right now you went after the players that you wanted and you didn't worry because you always over worry about it but why you did that that year when you lost to austin but you had the best team all season too Mm -hmm. and i think you should keep doing that Ashley, you should have gone up for the players that you wanted more and gotten more. But I know. I get it. We all should have drafted Ron Moore. We all should have gotten. It was my ultimate gut draft and gut play, and I feel Look good about payout. it. I don't remember what happened, if I was out of money or if I, it, at the time when he came up or not. Out of money? How early was it? I I don't remember. All I remember about Ron Moore is that was the last player that I was able to spend like And it was on. higher Everybody than. Everybody was a dollar after that. I may not for have me. been able to bid more, is what I'm Rondale saying. Moore he went was for a draft. Yeah, that you got him off waivers. No, he no. was a draft, and Justin and I were going back and forth see, against, and we both wanted him really bad. I got it. And Justin was like, yeah, it was. You were out of money fairly early. Yeah, because I spent like 
however much I get it on Kelsey. Um, but yeah, Rondell Moore was one of the only dudes who I was like really wanted to get, and then I didn't get him, so I was mad. And Justin was like, "Why was he even on your radar?" And I was like, "Well." I was just was talking about him. I was just my curious. Guy. Oh wow, there it is. The <laughs> special guy. Yeah, <laughs> my special dude that I listen to about fantasy. This guy's obviously never talked about Terry McLaurin, so yeah, he has. Scary Terry. <laughs> uh, Ryan Patrick McQueen, not McQueen, just Queen. Just Queen. You can call him Patrick McQueen. He runs really fast, so <laughs> he always like. Is there a big to tackle? Is there a Mike's big game Mike's not in coming? the league anymore. Okay, you don't have to try to pander. He's ranked, he's ranked tenth right now. I'm really surprised because he only has like 26 points okay. on the season. But is there is there a big game coming? There's only been there's two weeks, days. man. No. The big games are coming. Like, well, to me, yeah, with me last year, they, they either it was feast or famine. They were either came or they were they didn't come at all. But I think he's going to have a, a higher floor this year. I think he's kind of figuring out the league. And you, their big games will come, yeah. For do sure. you have a preference on linebacker, like inside, outside? Um, inside. I think most of the points usually come from uh, from guys that are making tackles, doing uh, stopping runs and stuff like that. Yeah, are you ever watching the game, though, and your inside linebacker is just like all they're doing is just chucking the ball, and you're just kind of watching your dude just kind of do this for, you know, a couple <laughs> seconds, and then they stand there while they watch the play unfold? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that happens. Like I was saying earlier, that's kind of like game script, you know. But uh, what about when your IDP, both of them score 11 points, and then it just, like, cancels itself out? And then you should just cancel IDP because <laughs> it's no good. <laughs> well, I mean... What is really is our purpose here on this earth, if not to play fantasy football and hope that we? But there's nothing more exciting when you see your IDP guy like just sack the shit out of someone or like get a pick or any of that. Like, right? I feel like there's no other play that's, that's more so exciting much better than, that. than like a touchdown. That's like a like a bit. It is pretty tight. One of your guys like breaking one off and taking one to the house. Like it's just even more exciting when your linebackers. Taking an interception and taking that to the house, which I got to watch this week, but not on my team. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan got to see his players get injected. So imagine the opposite of my excitement. That was my my rage. As I was just like, tackle that motherfucker. Yeah, there were there was like a two week uh, period with Corey Littleton where he had like a blocked punt, an interception, a sack, oh. and I was just like, it was it was the dream. So I, I love watching the defensive players go at it. All right, well that is our power rankings. Um, we are going to go ahead and look at what I think is the matchup of the week for week three. We have our rusty narwhals. 0 oh and 2, but 30 points. Going against a mega it's a shark. Rusty trombone. 2 and 0, oh, but 7th <laughs> in points. So a team that maybe is a little bit, uh, I, I can't even call them overrated because I was just saying how underrated they were in the power rankings. And then Rusty Narwhals, who, again, is doing great in power rankings, but, you know, not doing so great in division standings. Both in the same division. Um, kind of at different points. It looks like they're projected for, you know, I don't want to say like super similar totals, but, you know, close enough to be interesting. I love ESPN. It's showing me the projected leaders for the game. And for Matt, it's Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. I mean, that's great, but you can't start them both. 
Um, yeah, this isn't a fucking Yahoo League from 2005 where you start <laughs> two quarterbacks. Were you playing fantasy in 2005? <laughs> you know. I used to do pen and paper back in the day. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Was 2005 before the internet? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't have computers then. Uh, yeah, I think... We it, weren't all rich, right? <laughs> I do think it looks like an interesting matchup, um, you know, based on the players. I think because there's a couple guys who can kind of like take uh, the top off on each side. Uh, Tyreek Hill, you know, I, I, I don't remember when this has happened, like in recent seasons, but, you know, Tyreek Hill is one of the wide receivers who can actually get into that, that Derrick Henry threshold if we're comparing across teams. We've seen games where Tyreek Hill scores, you know, 40, 50 points um, just because of his ability to, you know, outrun defenders and stuff like that. So to me, this matchup is pretty exciting because they each have um, a couple of players who can kind of take take the ceiling off. Um, you have Tom Brady, who has maybe been overperforming, maybe not, if he'll keep it up all season, uh, going against Patrick Mahomes. So I think it, it seems like a pretty overall interesting <laughs> matchup. Uh, Ryan, what's your, your sense on this one? Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think... Uh the Rusty Narwhals have, I think they've got a much higher floor, but I think that the, the Mega Shark with their uh, Kansas City stack definitely has that ability to just, yeah, like you're saying, blow the top off. That being said, they're facing the Chargers. The Chargers. Who are a tough, tough matchup mm-hmm. for people who want to throw the ball. Um, Amari Cooper found out about that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that being said, Tom Brady's got the L.A. Rams, who are also a tough matchup for people who want to throw the ball. So there's there's some tough matchups going going both ways. It's, we're just going to have to see how this one Tom Brady out. has not eaten a tomato in 35 years. Would you like to change your stance, Ryan? Have you seen his picture? Change he my looks stance. younger than he did yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. On if he can... Throw if he can throw. Oh, he can against throw. the Rams. I I think he, he can hasn't throw. had a tomato in thirty five years. Well, tomatoes are kind of gross. That's my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting material <laughs> about this week. Uh, so one of the things that is uh, going to be pretty fun about this is right now we don't have any Monday night players. Uh, so having a matchup of the week wrapped up on Sunday. I guess it doesn't draw out the excitement as long, but, uh, you know, it is nice to get that closure. Um, we do have some players on Thursday going. It looks like each of you have two Thursday players. Um, so a nice kickoff to the matchup. I think for Mega Shark, you know, the, the Sonny Michelle thing is going to be a big, big piece of that. Because if Daryl Henderson comes back, Sonny Michelle's still kind of taking the back seat. Um, that's going to be a huge blow to the lineup. But, you know... I am excited to see how the rest of this plays out. And I'm very excited that I, despite the Rusty Narwhals being here in Seattle, I think I will get to watch 0% of these games uh, because she does not have any Monday night players, which I think is the only time we're going to get to watch football together. I don't have any Monday night players yet. Yet. You heard it, Mega Shark. Ashley's pointing at herself and mouthing something and I don't know what it is. Um, I would like to say that I think... You can um, just say whatever you want. I think think Matt is going to mega shart the bed. We're using some jokes that we had to edit out of some 
yeah, I, I think it, it should be a good matchup, and especially for our division, obviously, uh, Giant Octopus number one, but everyone else is kind of, you know, duke it out for that wild card spot, and uh, Jan is looking for that win and to take Mega Shark down a notch, so I think that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, I think that is it that we have for this pod. I have no idea how long we are running because we had to record it in like four different segments. <laughs> I think after this, we may even have a segment where we're talking about creepy memories we have from movies. <laughs> I might just throw that in at the end here. Yeah, bonus, bonus uh, episode if you stick around and if you want to hear something like that. So, uh, but yeah, we'll just go around the table real quick. If anybody has any any final remarks, here we'll start with Ashley, who's sipping a beer in some kind of weird manner, like we're on video camera. Which we're not. <laughs> Ashley, um, you have any final? thoughts for the league i'm just excited to still be playing with y'all after all these years and i just want to wish good luck to you and uh, yes, i think this is going to be a great season <laughs> very disturbing words from the uh, former bubble champ shitty sources oh my god jana any words for the league i just want to thank you for letting me be in the league no, I'm going to kick all your asses. My team's coming back. I hope you're ready. Narwhal domination. Fuck you all. Alright, surfers. What do you got for us? Closing remarks. Send us out on a high note. Keep sending me that hate. I love it. Uh... <laughs> It fuels I'm me. Blocking all the haters. <laughs> <laughs> Sipping on that haterade. Uh, yeah, I don't give a shit. My team's gonna fucking crush. So whatever. Whoop whoop. Nar. All right, yeah, we've got um, uh, some more exciting news. If you enjoy this podcast, you're really going to enjoy next week where we do the same thing, but maybe maybe better. No promises. <laughs> we might try to record live, um, but since there's 100 children here, probably not. <laughs> 100 children afraid of monsters. <laughs> we are um, going to keep getting some more uh, material in chat and on the website. Um, I got the, the server running again this week, so hopefully we can get that going. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, other than that, good luck to everyone this week. Austin, I hope you enjoyed uh, your couple weeks off um, and get to listen to the podcast. And everyone else out there, uh, good luck, unless I'm playing you. Love you, Austin. Miss you. Is he going to record with us next time? I mean, we could. We could leave this whole segment in so he knows that we yeah, want to talk to him. We want you back, Austin. If we have five people on the podcast, that really limits <laughs> the amount, the amount of people listen listening to, to the podcast. I feel like there needs to be more listener participation. Mm-hmm. We're agree. here live. We're in person. We're open for dares. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, so we we did um, we opened it up this week, but we didn't get a lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. So next, why don't you give us a head start? Send us those mailbags, those call-ins. Give us some specific material that you want to hear for next week's pod, knowing that we're going to have the same format, uh, the same hosts and everything. So, yeah, go ahead and send it over. Um, You know, maybe a little bit less league discussion. Maybe we'll get some more fun stuff going on, you know, like the Mountain Dew and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, dares. 
I like deers. Deers. I like yeah, some live deers. I really what do liked you the hear? challenges last year. I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, for pivoting, I yeah, Can I completely <laughs> forgot about the deer. The challenges from last season were incredible. I had so much fun, and I think there were some people, some co-hosts of this pod. I mean, you don't want to call were, anyone out. Who weren't sure about giving out a couple dollars of fab <laughs> to the rest of the people in the league. <laughs> But I thought the but challenges last year. But also never participated in the challenges to get the own extra fab that he could have gotten. That's so. true. And they weren't even chugging challenges. Not even. I think that we should bring the challenges back as quickly as this week. And I, I will, will raise a league right vote. Now. What's your challenge right now? Challenge the league on the pod. What is it? Channel was like, I'm ready to challenge the league. And I was like, yeah, what is it? And she's like, well, not right right now. Can I have it ready for next week? Next week, we'll have a challenge for Channel. I love it. So get ready. Um, we're going to get those fab dollars flowing. That $1 uh, league changing money coming your way. Uh, but yeah, you know, let's let's shake it up. Let's get uh, you know everything moving. Get everything excited. Get everybody involved. It'll be fun. And uh, yeah, I'll be watching football this weekend with just Ashley mm -hmm. and no Maybe one else. Maybe in the background. Well, I might not be watching football at all. I forgot we're all banned from not watching football <laughs> on Sunday. I will not be watching the games. All four of us, those this podcast, will not be watching Sunday football. So we should have a real interesting pod. I don't think any of us can listen to podcasts really either. We're all, They're all banned. Next Fuck football. Week. So next week's podcast is pretty much going to be anything but football. So Send us the <laughs> send us your favorite moment so we can look it up on youtube and talk about it all right that's it for us we're gonna close out it's getting a little too wild a little too silly and we will see everybody next week thank you